This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres, who are back again for yet another fun-filled episode of the show. We've got some fun trailers to talk about today. We've got a huge movie to talk about, and we've got a fun little category to delve into at the end of this episode. So to start things off today, we are going to be hopping into some trailers, some you know pretty sweet trailers that dropped this past week. One for a family film, a family film sequel that will be hitting Disney Plus in the fall, and one for a long-awaited sequel that we didn't really think we were going to get, but we finally are, and that is also arriving this fall. So the first trailer we're going to be talking about today is the trailer, or the teaser trailer, rather, for Hocus Pocus 2. That's right, Hocus Pocus 2, which is going to be hitting Disney Plus this fall, just in time for Halloween. Let's talk about it. Let's delve into it. Andres, what did we think of this trailer that you literally just watched? <laughs> yeah, five seconds before before we recorded the show, yeah. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that oh, yet. Oh, wait, I didn't do what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't God. I didn't do the one job, right? I didn't do my one job. One assignment. Yep, just the one. <laughs> but in terms of the, the trailer for Hocus Pocus, I mean, right off the bat, there's certain things that look like they filmed it on a stage. Like... It doesn't have that tactileness that the original had right off the get-go. It's a minor nitpick, but everything else moving forward, like you could definitely tell that there's certain things that they definitely did not skimp out on the budget for, for. But the other thing is that the big leap in technology in terms of right off the bat, just how the 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 book looks in the eyeball, I thought mm-hmm. that was really well done. The look mm-hmm. at the black flame candle is really cool as well. But also just making this sort of a story about like the craft versus the Sanderson sisters. I'm so all up for in this in this particular mm-hmm. take. So honestly, um, it looks cool. It looks really cool. It looks promising. But you know, I have my reservations about it because it's coming out on Disney Plus. But uh, I mean, everything so far, it's pointing in the right direction. Okay. All right, Nancy. Where where do we fall? And are you like a big like Andres? Wait, did you like love the original? Or are you kind of okay? You were a big. Oh. Fan of Oh, no, no. I love the original. Oh, no, like, no. The, it's the worst. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst. Oh, <laughs> but, like, but, like, here's the thing is that, uh, funny enough, I was over at the El Capitan Theater uh, where they were showing the film as an anniversary screening. And the thing you, was... I love how you have to announce every movie theater yeah. that you can. I was over no, at no, the El Cap. And, uh... Well, well, well it was, it's, it's, the, um, it's the Disney-owned theater. It's the theater uh-huh. that that Disney uh-huh. specifically owns. So, yeah. like, literally, uh-huh. I was there. I, so, like, I was there seeing the film. And then what ended up happening is they literally announced the Hocus Pocus sequel was going into production. And that was, like, mm-hmm. seven years ago. I was like, oh, oh man. Geez. Yeah, like, like every year that passes by, like, we're like, uh, they announced that sequel. And we still haven't heard anything. So, it's just weird now that we finally got some movement on it. So, mm-hmm. there you go. So, do you like the movie? Yes. I like it enough to go to a midnight <laughs> showing of it. Yes. Ooh, midnight well, showing. I don't know. Maybe Man. you were dragged there. We don't know. We don't know your wife, Andres. We don't. Know. We don't know. I was, I was dragged by Billy. Yes. I was dragged by Billy Butcherson. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. That name drop shows that he is a true fan of the original yeah. film. There I don't know we go. If I, I don't know if I would. Uh, go to a midnight showing of Hocus Pocus, but Why? I do really love Hocus Pocus. I Why wouldn't know. you go to a midnight screening? Was it too spooky for you? Like, no. <laughs> is it not in 35 millimeter? Uh, well, I mean, that would be more of a you problem. <laughs> uh, because I go to bed at 10, and it has to be really something special for me to stay up to midnight. You can't just have like an energy it, so. drink or something and then no. just, you know, do it? No. 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 
Not, wow. not even okay. if not She's even firm. if Rachel, what, what's her name? Rachel from uh nope. from. Not even if Rachel Bloom was there. No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so that's the one slight exception. Got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, but what did anyways. you think of the trailer? <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I am so glad though that they went with a different angle. I was really concerned that they were going to do just Hocus Pocus all over again, just with, you know, younger people uh, with the original cast coming in. So I like that. I, I think you worded it perfectly, Audra, is the craft versus <laughs> the Hocus Pocus, which is, uh, is what we're going to get. So I really hope they go full force with that angle. Uh, I like that all three of them are coming back. I will say, though, throwing a little shade, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker looks a little rough around the edges with all the heavy makeup that they did. Uh, so, you know, you can't, I don't know. It's many mm-hmm. years later. They should have, you know, lightened it up a little bit. It's, but. it's, but, but it's funny because here's the thing. Sarah Jessica Parker looks a little worse for wear. And then, uh, Bette Midler looks exactly almost the same. Yeah, as she no, did way so back weird. She looks and, and, so and, similar. And, and, and I forget who plays Mary, but Mary looks a little Kathy, better now. Yeah. Kathy, yeah. Kathy, she had a glow up. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Kathy, Leon. she mean something like that? I forget. Her, she has an interesting last yeah. name, but I'm pretty sure her first name's Kathy. But no, yeah, she she looks great. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I love, but I really do love Hocus Pocus. That's one that I can throw on at any time. And but you won't go it, see it at midnight. But I won't go see it at midnight. Your but I'll watch love, it any time of the day. Like a limit. <laughs> As a gotcha. little bit, yeah. <laughs> Any time of the day except midnight. <laughs> yes, <exactly>. Too scary. <laughs> too scary. I no. think she just doesn't want to admit she's too scared to go see it at midnight. Now, now, now yep. there is one thing I'm hoping, there is one thing I'm currently hoping for in this movie, that when you open Zachary up the movie Binks. and when you see the house, n- not Zachary Binks, the two the two bullies, uh, um, uh, Jay, Jay and Ice are still in the cages when they open up this movie. That's what I'm like hoping. They would be, dead. Yeah, they would probably be dead by now. <laughs> With <laughs> no like water, water be like old in men. cages that, who, that long, who, yeah. Who knows? They probably put a spell on them that they won't starve and that they're still locked up. That'd be hilarious. What is that? <laughs> random cameo. It's a very random, like, also, part of your wish list. <laughs> no, it's not Zachary Banks. It's Thackeray. Thackeray Banks. It's Thackeray. <laughs> which Banks. I th- I hated as I hated that. It just didn't sound right. Thackeray. <laughs> Thackeray. I see. No, but I mean, I feel like. It does feel like a Disney Plus movie, though. At least the the, the teaser yeah. trailer that we're getting here, it feels like a Disney Plus movie. It doesn't feel like a movie that you would see theatrical, even though I'm kind of shocked that, given the f- hardcore fan base for this, that Disney didn't really want to do a theatrical release, because I, I guarantee plenty of people would go out and see this movie. I mean, Hocus Pocus has a huge follow, you know, uh, following and fan base, but you know, the fact that it is coming on Disney Plus, it does look like the production value isn't as strong as that you know original 90s movie. Like Andre said, it doesn't feel as tactile and as kind of yeah. grounded as that first movie does. It does feel a little bit kind of stagey or maybe, you know, a lot of stuff is maybe done on green screen or stages, whatever it happens to be, and it's not as good. But still, I think that, like, mischievous vibe, that fun mischievous vibe from the original is still intact. I mean, the main trio looks great. It looks like they haven't lost a step. But I think the thing I'm most happily surprised by, it's not just, like, some dumbass kids lighting the black flame again. It's literally just, like, witches versus <laughs> witches. And I'm, like, so down. Like, let's go. Like, that's how you yes. update a story. That's how you make it different. And I was like, alright, they're doing something different this time around. And I, and I would love to see the Sanderson sisters, like, in this modern setting and, like, what they do with it. You know, because it's going to be kind of like another fish-out-of-water scenario where they, you know, 
they wake up and they're in another fucking decade and they're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, what do we do now? Now it's there's like there's cell one... phones, you know? Yeah, I think I saw a poster yeah. where like, you know, how like they like ride different objects or whatever. I think one of them was like riding like a Roomba. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, That's oh, amazing. this is so perfect. I was like, I love That's that. Hilarious. But like, you know, as a That's... huge fan of the original movie, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I feel like at its worst, it'll just be a fun but forgettable movie. But I'm just hoping yeah. that it's a worthwhile sequel that doesn't like try to taint that original movie. Well, well here's think... the other thing. Yeah. No, Go I was ahead. just gonna say, because this is a teaser trailer, <laughs> do you guys think that you will watch the following trailers to come? I always feel like I just, yeah. like I'm good. Like I just wanna watch. I, I can't I just restrain watch myself this. when it comes to like and movies I'm looking really? forward to. Someone's like, don't watch the final trailer. I'm like, you don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, like, I've been doing do that it. lately where I just watched the one and I feel like it's it's been boding well for me. But so. like sometimes might, watching yeah. the secondary trailers like helps me better understand like what a movie's about. If I watch a trailer yeah. and like it's telling the story that, you know, I can understand and like I'm I've seen enough where like, oh yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, I don't need to watch the other trailers, but I'll probably just yeah. end up watching them anyway. Unless someone like vehemently tells me, Do not watch the trailer, it'll spoil like too much. Yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah. that's certain that's certainly been the case recently before, but there's been trailers where I feel like watching the Nope trailer, uh, the the final Nope trailer that just came out not too long ago. It gives me a better sense. Yeah, I feel like that spoiled what, some stuff for me. No, well, from what I heard, it's actually oh, just like I feel it, like it gave the yeah. plot better. Well, it definitely gave yeah. the plot better, but I hope it didn't show too much because I was like, I'm excited still, but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But what I was about to say was um, uh, the director of the original Hocus Pocus, Kenny Ortega, he's not coming back to direct this one. So I was kind of wondering if who was going to direct it, because whoever directs this needs to like as much as Hocus Pocus is like a fun movie. It has like that musical element to it, that over the topness. And I'm looking at mm -hmm. who's directing it. And it's Anne Fletcher, who has directed Step Up. 27 dresses the proposal so i'm like oh i i automatically love okay. that idea okay. so far so okay. i'm actually really really stoked for for who they who they who they got to direct this so who knows maybe they can work with that small budget and they can make something great out of it yes i think we're all you know at least optimistic and just excited that we're actually finally getting a sequel to hocus pocus too because we kind of just thought it was you know myth and legend for so long and for so many years but it's cool that it's actually coming out and another sequel that's coming out this fall another long-awaited sequel that we didn't really think we were going to get we got a trailer or the first trailer for uh, clerks three you know kevin smith's third film in the clerks the beloved clerks trilogy one of my favorite comedic trilogies or series um we got our first look at the movie which is coming out this fall what did we think about it we'll start with nancy this time what'd you think of the clerks three trailer and have you seen the first two clerks movie uh i have seen the first two but honestly it's been so long mm. i barely remember them so i'm definitely gonna have to do a rewatch before i watch this one but mm -hmm. and it's interesting i like that they're i i like that they're kind of going meta with it it's like extra meta on meta i feel like mm -hmm. where they are mm -hmm. doing the first clerks movie essentially and then but they're also mentioning how meta it is and et cetera, et cetera. so yeah i know it's interesting uh yeah it's always hard for me when sequels or you know third installment of whatever comes out so far that there's such a big gap in between all of them uh that it's it's always hard for me to get excited about a new installment when it's been so long but I'm I'm hoping if I rewatch the first two, then it'll get me more excited for this one. So I'm kind of on the fence. I'm sure I'll go see it and it'll be fine, but I'm not exactly like excited about it. Oh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Andres, how about you? Where do you fall? For me, in particular, I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has been... I, I look at Kevin Smith as a mentor in terms of just you know, stepping into the film industry and just just getting out there and making a movie, just stopping with the excuses and just making something right there. And if you can't make something big budget, make something based on your life. And so oddly enough, I feel like this trailer is very personal to him because with the first movie, it's about a character that doesn't necessarily know what he's doing in his life and just kind of just like you know, just maybe a little. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you just Bam. fucking hit your microphone? You just fucking. Yes, rah. I did. <laughs> see, see, if we were reviewing, if we were reviewing Elvis, I would have been oh, like, oh, like, oh my god, <laughs> it would have been way better if you were saying something like super profound, and then you just like hit that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, boom! But but the thing is with um with the original mm. Clerks movie, like it feels like a character who's just kind of just lost his way a little bit, doesn't know exactly what to do in his life, and so there is many points where I could relate to that. And mm. then with the sequel, it's one of those things where. You know, I was dealing with the same exact thing that Dante was feeling where he's like, you know what? Here's a career opportunity. But in order to go for that career opportunity, you have to leave your friends behind. And as a person that was on his way to college at that point and leaving all my friends behind, I easily related to that movie. And then you look at what the plot is for this, where it's Randall has suffered a heart attack and is just going, what is my life amounted to? And he just decides to make a movie based on everything that's around him. That's just that that's a very meta. And that's also a very personal way for Kevin Smith to come into the story. So personally, I'm looking forward to it. It doesn't look like the best trailer, but needless to say clerks 2 had some pretty awful trailers beforehand and it turned out to be such a surprise and had so many things that the trailers didn't give out because the problem i have with comedies is all the jokes all the best jokes the are always in the yeah. tra- they're, they're always in the trailer because because sci- also scientifically with market research the trailers are always I mean, sorry, the trailers that give out the jokes or um, the best jokes in the film often test the best so it's just one of those things where it's like People are walking into the movie knowing exactly what they want, so for some reason they just put the best moments in the trailer for comedies. But with this, I kind of feel like we're still going to get some surprises, so I'm very excited for this. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you really needed to say boom at boom. the end of it. <laughs> boom. Mm-hmm. This is my you opinion. Been it's boom great. And then boom. Slap the mic. Yeah, that was the point. You should have slapped the mic. <laughs> Man, you're off your game. You're off your game. <laughs> no, okay. but I'm in, I'm said, in the same boat as you. I said what I said. <laughs> oh, okay, Colonel. The Colonel's back. <laughs> I said what I said, and I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said. I the Colonel's just going to turn into our next Kirk Lazarus, right? Yeah. I said, I said. I, 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 I feel like the Colonel's just going to make an appearance in every episode at some point. <laughs> just someone's going to kind of steamroll into it. It's going to happen. <laughs> mm. Oh, we rewrite now. We rewrite. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, come on. No. Let's make the lemonade. Let's make the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Andres. I mean, I'm a huge Clerks fan. I really love the first two movies, especially Clerks 2, which, like, you know, was so unexpectedly hilarious because the trailers are pretty underwhelming. So I went in with pretty low expectations when I saw it back in the day. Um, but it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, in my opinion, like back in the day when I was wasn't a very like patient movie goer in terms of like I didn't really love seeing movies that were like over two hours. I, you know, you're a little kid and you have a very short attention span. So like Lord of the Rings, when he did his whole Lord of the Rings spiel of like it's literally just three fucking movies of them walking to a fucking volcano 
<laughs> and I'm just and like literally, I just I remember I was just like in tears laughing every time he was doing it, like the little like like mouth open walk of just like here's the first movie <laughs> and, then he just, like, and he just goes through all three of them and I'm just like oh my god it's like this movie was written for me at the time and I just there's times where Kevin Smith's writing really just knocks it out of the park and you could tell he's a really big film fan where even when he's making fun of certain movies there's still like an affinity for that movie he's making fun of because he just loves movies and he loves the craft of making movies even mm-hmm. his worst movies there's still like endearing qualities about them um and i think that clerks has some really wholesome characters vulgar characters yes but really wholesome heartwarming characters and that central friendship between dante and randall is obviously the backbone of the series um and to see you know randall have this you know health scare and wanting to make this movie it feels very personal with kevin smith kind of throwing himself into the mix given his real life circumstances but i think it's a really good way to kind of propel the story and kind of make it you know warrant giving it a third film where okay now we're reevaluating our life what you know what have we done what have i done at this point how can i do whatever i want to do on my bucket list or do the thing that i've always wanted to do and i think it's gonna be a feel-good movie like all the characters are there the laughs i did get some laughs in this trailer and i kind of just had a big smile on my face as i was watching it. i mean i didn't like laugh out loud but i had this big smile on my face like it's just good to see these characters again so i'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to you know the third movie coming out i mean um, you know, Kevin Smith hasn't made like a real winner for me in a while. So I'm kind of hoping that this is like his return to form because when he, you know, hits the mark, he really crushes it in terms of his comedy. So hopefully it'll fall into that category. And this way we get a nice, complete, really good Clerks trilogy. But, you know, that's all I could really say about that. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm hoping maybe the next trailer is better. I don't know. I don't know if uh, he's going to release a trailer that's going to show too much, too little. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too little. But um, yeah. But the other thing, too, is um, I think I, I think in terms of it's going to show too little or too much. The other thing to note as well is that Kevin Smith is the is one of the few filmmakers that actually is allowed to cut his own trailers. So whatever you're seeing in the trailers are what he wants you to see. Which makes a lot of sense in terms of how um, how Clerks 2 was presented, where we didn't see all the best jokes. We didn't see all the best scenes. We just saw the scenes that we needed to see. So I kind of feel like this is going to be the same exact thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that actually makes me more optimistic then. Maybe he wants to save those great jokes for the movie. Plus, his movies are usually pretty vulgar. So for me, I'm always impressed when he's able to cut a trailer that like doesn't have any language in it. I'm like, I wonder if he just like literally writes certain scenes like I need to have trailer scenes. Like I need to like hold back on the fucks and the shits and the, and the pieces of shit. I need to cut, <laughs> cut back on all that so I can cut a trailer. <laughs> cut back on the donkey shows. Yeah. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think uh, you and I are definitely more optimistic and looking forward to this one a little bit more than Nancy. But hey, you never know. Nancy could be the one who likes it more than any of us, or both of us combined. We just don't know. But they moving on from trailers, we're t- we you know we're we're burying the lead here. You know, we got to talk about the big movie, the elephant in the room, or the screaming goat in the room, if you will. <laughs> and we got to talk. <laughs> and we got to talk about Thor. Love and Thunder, the new big blockbuster Marvel film that hit theaters this past weekend. It's been uh, quite polarizing, as this uh, as many things in this phase have been. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely curious to see where we all fall on it. So I'll start with Andres on this one. What did you think, generally, and then we'll go into some spoilers, of Thor, Love and Thunder? Generally, I actually had a lot of fun with this film. I mean, granted, it's not perfect, and... 
it's not as cohesive as Ragnarok was, whereas I felt Ragnarok had a really great balance between the comedy elements and the serious elements of it. Whereas with this, I kind of felt like it was maybe 85% of comedy and like 15% of that serious movie that I was kind of hoping for. Uh, I mean, Adam Witt, um, shout out to Adam Witt from the Schmodown as well. He put it out the best where he basically said that Thor Ragnarok felt like it was directed by the director of What We Do in the Shadows, whereas Thor Love and Thunder felt like it was directed by the guy who did um, Jojo Rabbit, which again, Jojo Rabbit is a comedy through and through, but it does Mm -hmm. have a few of those serious elements in it to really kind of bring it home. But overall, I really enjoyed this film. It's probably my number three favorite outing in the MCU so far, right behind Spider-Man No Way Home, right behind Shang-Chi, and then number three would be uh, Thor. Oh, you uh, mean mean phase four? Yeah, phase four. Oh, because I, you would have just said like the MCU so far. I was like, wow, that's that's high praise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. The, the phase four, phase four so far. Phase so four, like, okay. Yeah, and honestly, like this one felt great in terms of the fact that it wasn't connected to anything else. It just was telling its own story, had some great surprises in it, and yeah, it was just a it was just a fun <laughs> fun experience and a fun ride. I keep tapping Did you the say mic. You just fucking hit the Ow. mic again. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Man, just gesturing away today. Man, must be talking about a true. You must be talking like a true Italian right now. All with the hands. All with the hands. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with my hands right now. I feel like I'm on. I wonder spaceship. if you're gonna go for the hat trick. Keep, keep them this way. <laughs> so so, so Thor, love and thunder. <laughs> so Thor, love and thunder. Or oh, I could just scream oh into the mic like those screaming goats, man. <laughs> they were oh hilarious. Yo, those things I swear were to God, hilarious. every time they screamed, I could not hold in my laughter. It just, it never stopped being funny. It was the gift that kept on. <laughs> All right, so you generally, you generally yeah, enjoyed I, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I generally enjoyed it. So honestly, I don't see what the discourse is with this where, I mean, I understand if you don't like it, but like, Man, this movie just made me bad. feel like it's been bad. It's in, in, not necessarily like like bad in terms of the polarization, but like this movie kind of made me feel like, man, I'm kind of done with fandoms by this point now. Because oh, I'm you so just, done. So you, done. you can't you can't have right a discourse, and, and it's it's with this in Multiverse of Madness that kind of made me go, yeah, no, I'm done discussing the MCU. I'm I'm gonna watch no, them, I, but I, I'm I not just gonna think stand the MCU opinion. in general. The whole fandom has just been so toxic, especially in this particular phase where just whether it's a show or a movie, it's just yeah, it's just like no one's respecting each other's opinions. People are doing stu- like the biggest thing I I fucking hate this shit is where now people are taking like a still from the movie and it's like this is a two hundred fifty million dollar movie and they're like this is a fifteen million dollar movie it's like fuck off there's plenty of gorgeous shots in these movies and yes i'm sure a lot of these visual effects were like put together at the last second but there's still gorgeous stuff in thor love and thunder so to say that it's a bad looking movie is a little ridiculous no and 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 also you have to keep in mind like there's plenty of people who don't go in dissecting every little thing and like think about camera angles and shots and there's people who just want to have a good time Yeah, just enjoy the story and the movie. You know, we don't have to dissect every little thing all the time. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting Mm -hmm. reading this stuff and just being like, why is there such vitriol about Marvel? Like, why are people so, like, keen on, like, 
discrediting other people's opinions, attacking them for their opinions, where it's just like, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's like it made me miss the days of where, where you were just talking with your friends about movies and you don't have to like deal with other people being like, well, you're an idiot for thinking that this is a good looking or good movie. Like, it just, or, I don't or, know, or, or just, the wrong way. Or, or just the amount of hate that Natalie Portman has gotten for not really gaining those arms and for the arms being CG. I'm like, who's complaining about that? Like, like if honestly, if anything, the actors are probably, like, oh, so I don't need to kill myself before every single movie comes out. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Also looked real enough to, for me. Yeah. Fine. Like, it's not on. like it looked like she was walking around with like fake arms yeah. or something. It looked fine. It's not, it's not Henry Cavill's mustache all over again. No, it's not that. <laughs> It's like okay, you're like you're like you're nitpicking that, but then anytime like Tony Stark is in his freaking Iron Man suit and he's got that whole like floating head thing going on, no one oh. bats an eye. Okay, no one oh, bats yeah. an eye. So like, why are we nitpicking this? Like, come on, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, Nancy. I mean, we could go on all day about the fandom and how we feel about it. But Nancy, what did you think generally of Thor? Um, Thor? I I thought it was solidly good. Solidly I didn't good. <laughs> solidly. Good. I just I don't. I you didn't walk away from it. Put it on like, the DVD. Oh, that was great. <laughs> solidly good. Nancy <laughs> Rodriguez, film on tap. <laughs> film on tap. It's solidly good. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't walk away from it thinking like, oh, that was so great. I want to go rewatch it. But I also didn't walk away from it being like, this was complete shit. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. For me, I think the comedy did just get a little too zany, but I also walked into it knowing this was a Taika Waititi film and we probably were going to get a lot of those comedy moments. Like the Screaming Goats. The Screaming Goats were a little too much for oh, me. They were, they were just enough. I really liked it. I thought it was funny, but then I felt like it was just too much. Like, oh, there was too the, much of the The best thing goats. was there was a woman in my theater that literally every time the goats would go off, her and I would be like the two people just laughing our asses off. And we kept getting louder, like progressively louder. Every time the goats would laugh, we'd funny. be dying laughing. I was like, I'm glad someone else is enjoying them as much as I am. Because I think it's like the biggest stroke of genius in this movie is having these screaming goats. I was like, uh, I thought they were fine. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I don't it. know. It was, it was one it too so many much. screams, I guess, for it's me. The, 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 it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great. The, go the goats were really great. But what I love more than anything was Nebula's uh, reaction to them. Like, the second they're inside, she immediately just grabs the gun and is like, I'm putting them out of their oh, misery. Right. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> That's Nebula for you. I was like, please do, because, oh, my gosh, she's just <laughs> running around the ship with screaming goats. I was like, ugh. But, yeah. No, I thought it was good. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, there, there were definitely were some moments where I was like, "Oh, that that didn't that didn't land well." Mm. It wasn't either. It wasn't funny. It was just like felt kind of awkward. But the one thing I will say that I really did enjoy from this movie is it had a lot of heart, and that I wasn't expecting. You know, I was surprisingly tearing up for a few of the scenes, which I did not think would happen. So. I think again overall it was a good movie. I I don't understand the the hate behind it either to tear it apart and say it's like complete shit. Mm. I think it was it was a good movie. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you guys. I feel like we're all just like it's a good movie. <laughs> like it's a good, yeah. it's a good time. It's a good time, baby. It's a good time. <laughs> we're all like in this like defensive voice mode. Meanwhile, we're literally just talking to each other. It's like this is a safe space. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I I agree with you guys. I had a really good time with it and. For me, I actually liked it more than Ragnarok because I feel like 
Ragnarok and Love and Thunder are very similar in that they're very, you know, there's a lot of humor in both of them and not all the jokes work. Like Nancy said, there are some jokes that fall flat and the same thing happened in Ragnarok where not everything worked comedically. But I would like, like I said, I, in my review is that like he has like a 95% kind of batting average when it comes to the laughs. Like most of the stuff is pretty funny, but then there's some stuff that doesn't work. But the thing about Ragnarok, the one thing about that movie I didn't really like was that I felt like anytime it tried to be serious or have some heart, it kind of felt fleeting where it didn't like, it was like embarrassed to show that side of itself too. And then it went right back to being like a comedy. This one is yeah. like unabashedly a heartfelt movie. And that's what I really loved about it because there's so much heart in it where, yeah, you're laughing, but I think especially in like the last act of the movie, it gets really emotional. And the movie does this Herculean task of making me give a shit about Jane and Thor, <laughs> which I have not cared about them at all up until this point. I thought they had no chemistry I did not like yeah. their relationship. I felt like there was just nothing there. So that Waititi was able to not only flesh out the relationship, kind of give you its backstory, why it ended, show you really why Thor loves this woman so much. They actually had chemistry. I guess that's just the difference of like a better director, you know, in terms of working with actors, maybe. Um, they, they were so comfortable with each other this time around. And there was a, a nice twist with the Jane character, which I guess we can kind of jump into spoilers here a little bit since, you know, we've all kind of generally said we enjoyed the movie. So obviously, if you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder spoilers right here so uh you know proceed it with uh caution uh but the fact that they completely hid the fact that Jane was dying and that she was using you know uh Mjolnir is that how you pronounce it Mjolnir is that, is that, is that, is that, is that how, yeah you're you're, you're, yeah, you're like close that. enough Melon. Yeah, I think I'm close enough where I can pass. Um, no, let, let, where, let's like, just call it meow meow. The hammer. <laughs> call it meow meow. meow yeah, meow. exactly. Call it yeah, meow meow. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that she was using that to kind of like be healthy and strong and everything, I thought that was a great, I, I loved her whole storyline. I thought it was heartbreaking. <clears throat> I thought it was really emotionally resonant. It gave stakes every time she actually like donned that, you know, that, you know, started using the hammer, especially, you know, in that last act where they had that great scene in the hospital where, you know, Thor's like, please do not use it again. You know, I love you. I don't want you to do this. I was like, this scene really worked. You know, that was like where I started tearing up. I was like, am I tearing up over the relationship? I was like, good for you, Thor, love and yeah. thunder. I did not expect this. But I think the the other thing that we're kind of burying here, we haven't talked about Christian Bale as as, as Gore the God Butcher or Gur the God yeah. Butcher, as uh, <laughs> Andres likes to call him. But um, even though I felt like he could have used a little bit more fleshing out, I still loved what Bale did with the character. I appreciate the fact yeah. they gave us an opening scene where they kind of show how he became the God Butcher, why he became the God Butcher. Bale brought that gravitas. He brought a little bit of humor, but he was so imposing anytime he was on screen and the visual aesthetic for his character was so cool and terrifying yeah. i mean that whole sequence where he's, he's in voldemort vibes yeah. every yeah. time he was in like showing up or like when he was in that village sending his like shadow monsters to like kidnap the children i'm like this is like genuinely terrifying like this is great stuff and bale's crushing it the only thing i just i just mm -hmm. wish he had a little bit more development that's all but i think that he made the most yeah. of what he got i don't know how do you <coughs> well, guys feel about fact, it i I had only seen maybe the first trailer for Love and Thunder, mm -hmm. and it had been so long ago that when I started watching the movie, I was like, holy shit, is that Christian Bale? I did not know there he was go. in this movie at all. So mm -hmm. it was nice. I, I liked that I didn't know. It was a cool twist for me to watch and see that he was in the movie as I was watching it. And I think he did such a great vibe. Like I said, he gave me Voldemort 
uh, vibes, which I greatly appreciated. And I think yeah, apparently did, they were trying not, did, they were trying to like uh, <laughs> prevent comparisons to Voldemort, so they kind of failed in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they they definitely no. failed because because they literally like, came out there like, yeah, we didn't want to make him look too much like Voldemort, and you're like, he looked like Voldemort. <laughs> Well, looked like it, yeah. felt like it, gave me those vibes. I mean, you know? I get it. I'm fine with I mean, that. I get it. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. It didn't ruin no. it for me. I wasn't like, I oh, this Voldemort. guy's Voldemort. But yeah, no, it, yeah, no. I thought it was. I thought it was great. And yeah, no, I think he did a fantastic job. Andres, what did you think about him? Uh, I thought he was great too. I mean, like you know, going into the comparison of Voldemort, like in the comics, um, Gore is actually he actually has his nose completely chopped off. So yeah. there is even further further yeah, so delving into like the Voldemort fact that they're yeah. So it's like you know what you're not far off on that at all. But I love the opening scene because you pretty much oh, within cool. like within like five minutes you understand exactly why he's going to go after all the gods now uh the other thing i i, I kind of love that they didn't necessarily they didn't necessarily uh say it wasn't um the uh the symbiote king sword which technically the symbiote king sword is the um is the sword that Gur- gore actually gets i said it <laughs> i said it gore and that, and that one you didn't mean to say it so it just makes it even yeah. better <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but there are certain elements where it definitely does hint at the fact that it is the sword from the symbiote king. I mean, mm-hmm. like in terms of the way it actually infects him. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. They're not necessarily saying no, but they're not saying yes either. Right. So I'm going to take it either way. But I mean, in terms of Bale's performance, I thought it was great. I thought he had the 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 best levity, the best uh um, balance of levity with s- some truly horrifying moments, like the yeah. moment where he appears in the cage with the kids, oh, that was, and oh he's just God. trying to, and he's just oh, trying to yeah. tell the story, and he just snaps the freaking thing's neck, and he's like, oh, he's just like fucking yeah. with them, yeah, yeah. in the, the creepiest way. Ugh. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then also his eyes are lighting up yellow as well too oh, in that scene. It was so cool. And and also a big shout out to that um, to the fight scene, the uh, the four way battle, the three way battle with him where it truly feels like a Mondo poster come to life. It's in black and white with little oh, splashes of color. It was so well done. Very and I Sin was City-esque. Like, yeah, very Sin City-esque, yeah. but even taking that to like to like to like a really drastic, um, a, a really drastic and diverse uh, palette in terms of color where you have the lightning bolt that's yellow and you have the um, the other lightning that's blue and all sorts of stuff. It was really beautiful. Oh, speaking about lightning bolts, um, freaking Russell Crowe. I mean, I don't know if we're going to go into it later, but uh, yeah, Christian Bale, great. And if we're going to go into Russell Crowe, you just let me know when we hit that. Why button, is right? everyone trying these accents? Why is everyone trying these accents? What do you mean trying these accents? accents. <laughs> Russell Crowe in this accent. I did not appreciate it. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't like it. Oh, I, didn't I, like I, it. I loved Goofy Zeus. I was into it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I. I was. I was okay with it. I thought it was definitely weird in terms of giving us a Zeus that feels so out of touch and out of the public consciousness. That now maybe he's just like it. Almost just kind of felt like seeing Thor fat in Endgame again. It was like, oh, there's something off about him. He's not. He's not as badass as he used to be. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. But like, I thought all the scenes where where they played off with Russell Crowe were were pr- pretty hilarious. Like in terms of just like the flick. And then also in terms of him being like, you know what? We don't have to worry about anything uh, because we're going to have a big orgy soon. Okay. You cannot come to the orgy. (laughs) 
That was a joke that did not work for me. Like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean not, 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 in ter- not in terms of what was being said, but in terms of just the, the whole thing where he's like, we're going to have it really soon. And then he's like, and then all of a sudden Thor's like, but, but Gore is coming. And he's like, you cannot come. Like, like he immediately just says he could. And then he immediately retracts it within the next sentence. He's like, okay, you can't come to the thing. <laughs> like, I just thought that was, I just thought just in terms of just him being just like this goofball character that truly doesn't know what's coming his way. And then when he comes up and he just like starts whispering to him, he's like, listen, I know what you're talking about. We can't panic all the gods. It's all good. But yeah, but I, I, I thought, I thought there was, I thought there was a, there was a line with, um, with Russell Crowe that, you you know, it didn't necessarily go over the top for me, or at least not to the point where I was like, ah, this is terrible. But I I thought it was enjoyable enough. Yeah. And I, and I feel like one of the most unexpectedly hilarious things that I'm so glad that they had in the movie, because I thought it really worked surprisingly for me, was the hilarious, almost like love triangle between Thor and his two hammers, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> where it, where, where it felt like that this kind of like jealousy love triangle thing. And it, I just every time they like tapped into it, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Because I was like, this probably wouldn't have worked with another director, but the way they did it, I thought was really well done, and like they did it sparingly, and it was great. I loved it. Yeah, (laughs) it was so great. I also just love how cool it looked when she would uh, throw it, and it would break. Oh, that was dope. Yes, back. That was really cool. Yeah. And that's also something that's not in the comics as well. I mean, in terms of adaptation, in terms of trying something different. I mean, because in the comics, the Thor never never breaks apart. The Thor, the 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 hammer the Thor never breaks. The Thor the <laughs> Thor hammer. <laughs> hammer. The, I'm really the on Thor, it, guys. The, the Thor never breaks apart. <laughs> the Thor never breaks it. Good, Man, you are on your A game today, my friend. Him. You are on your A game. Hey, that can be the tagline. The Thor never breaks apart. That could be his next catchphrase. Love it. His next catchphrase. Love it. Or it could be Jane's next catchphrase. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was the other thing that I loved, too, was Uh, her her trying to come up with two catchphrases. But even when she came up with her catchphrase, I guess, like in her like big moment, I was like, that still sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, and I wasn't sure, like, are we supposed to be laughing at that? Or is that a genuine? I mean, like, my audience like cheered, but I was like, eh, you could have done better than that. I was like, that line doesn't uh, really My audience me. laughed. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I don't so, know. I don't really yeah, know. My, my laugh too. I guess. <laughs> weird. Uh, that was one of the moments that was a little weird for me where uh, she says, what did she say? Like, oh, there's no light like get the rainbow or whatever she says and then she takes off and comes back she's like oh jump the gun it just felt really off for some reason it didn't i don't know that was one of the times where it didn't land for me that that also just feels like a very taika moment as well too for i mean for for myself personally so yeah uh, or when he gave, or uh, Thor gave the kids powers or temporary powers. I thought that was a really fun sequence. Uh, I really, I really that was liked great. That. The yeah. and, like the fact they were, yeah, they were like using all their I different really items. I'm like, oh, this is so adorable. I love this. <laughs> and I will say, like, that, that leads me cool. into what I think is might actually be like my favorite Marvel ending, just because I had the biggest smile on my face. Like, just where it went was unexpected for me, and how it played into the title in a way I, I personally did not expect. You know where. Gore Same. makes his wish at the was the end of eternity or something like that, where he gets his one yeah. wish and wishes for his daughter instead of uh, killing all of the gods. 
and you know Thor ends up being like the father and you see him as like you know like a dad with the apron and everything Mjolnir's got like a little smiley face on it and him and his now daughter are like going into battle I had the biggest grin on my face when the credits rolled I was like oh my god I love that so much and I did not expect that at all I loved it I actually started tearing up for some reason when yeah, that happened. So did I. I don't know I it was why. So it was just Yeah. When it's, it's like love and thunder. I was like, oh, it's them. That's so cute. Yeah. And then also now like, that's knowing incredible. that that's his actual daughter, I think when that's I go and better. watch it again, it's it's just gonna make it that much more enjoyable. Because I didn't I know. I love seeing Thor in dad mode. Well like you can almost you can almost feel that that was that was sort of even also taken from his real life as well because you know he does have a daughter so like to a certain extent you can almost kind of well, feel that like that is his daughter no 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 like like chris hemsworth's <laughs> daughter in real life like yeah that no yeah that's what i'm saying that is his daughter that that's his real life daughter yeah yeah, yeah that's what we were saying yeah, the, the oh yeah i had no clue that's his real life daughter yeah oh. that's what i'm saying i didn't know until the credits rolled either so when i go and watch it again i feel like that's it's going to make it that more enjoyable oh okay all right that's cool <laughs> okay, all right so okay. no that, that that makes that makes that makes <laughs> okay. entirely a whole okay. bunch of sense in terms of in terms of why in terms of like 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 just like just the instant so natural yeah the instant chemistry that they both have where mm-hmm. he's like come on what what are you doing come on no it's time to go i don't like pancakes you love pancakes <laughs> like I, right. I i love that whole yeah. interaction at the very end then then also putting the uh putting the cheerleader bows at the end of molnir i was like oh, okay i love uh, that's hilarious <laughs> so yeah i i, I loved yeah. it and like, i can't wait cute. to see them like be together in like more movies i was like this is gonna be great and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah although i no wait no go no. oh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. 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 You hang up. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! No. No, I was just to say I thought it was just the one thing I will say. I thought it was a little weird that he didn't think to bring back his daughter with his one wish, anyways. Like I, I get he was kind of seeking revenge, but I don't know. I, you know, if it was me personally, I probably would have think. Well, I think at that point he back. didn't have the sword anymore, so he was thinking more clearly. Yeah, but but also on top oh, okay. of that, he's I guess I, okay. Yeah, but also on top of that, that he's going sense. more blood drunk more than anything else. So you know when mm-hmm. I, I think that's what's great about this film is that it shows you exactly what grief could do in terms of just it, it making you just want to take it out on not one not on the one god that betrayed you, but on all of them. Like I thought that was a much better, a much better, um, a much better dissection of what grief does to you as opposed to some of the other films and like. You know, by by showing it with a real villain, or sorry, not a real villain, but showing it with with a different villain that than we've seen before as well. So yeah, no, honestly, like yeah, I, I thought it was all great. I think I like Tom's explanation better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the sword. I'll go with the sword. Not but, making him think yeah. clearly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with and the sword. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, as for I guess we can all. I guess I'll ask you guys next because um, for me the only thing that like stood out as kind of like a glaring flaw and I felt like it kind of worked for Doctor Strange but didn't really work for Thor here is that the runtime. I feel like this movie clocks in at about two hours kind of like Multiverse of Madness but unlike Multiverse of Madness in my opinion I feel like there was definitely a lot left on the cutting room floor. I felt like the story needed a little bit more time to breathe more time with some characters to kind of flesh some things out where it definitely felt like it was missing some pieces here and there where it just kind of felt like it was a little bit too slapped together in certain places where I felt like the runtime was actually working against the movie. I don't know. Did you guys feel that way? Yeah. I also, it just felt like 
Well, one, there was a lot of expo- exposition. There was a lot of, you know, ex- a lot of expeditions. Explaining it's a journey. <laughs> a lot of expeditions. Um, no, there was a lot of that. So I feel like that took away from actually seeing what was going on. It felt very weird that we left off with the Guardians being with Thor. And then at the beginning of the movie, they were like, okay, now fuck off. <laughs> Go do your own thing. I thought we were at least going to get a little bit more than a quick montage of I didn't. I knew they were going to be in the also, movie that long. I just had that feeling. I was like, they were going to yeah. be in it for like five minutes. Like, yeah. So I wasn't really that li- disappointed. I just wanted, I wanted a little something, not just like quick montage and then, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with Chris Pratt, for some reason, he didn't feel very into his character. I don't know. It just felt off for some reason. And then also, I I wanted to see Natalie Portman turn into whatever. I always I already forgot what she calls herself. Mighty Thor. Thor. Mighty Thor. Um, Mighty Thor. That's what it is. Yeah, I wanted to see her actually turn into Mighty Thor, or kind of get that scene where she she actually becomes that, or you know, introduces herself or something other than like a big jump between that and okay, now now she's in front of other Thor. Mm. Yeah, so I think to me those were the two that stood out. I will I will probably say that at least for me. I think we're not done with Natalie Portman's Mighty Thor just yet. I have a feeling that at some point we might get her back in a future Thor film eventually. So I, I think there's still plenty of places where we can explore with that character even more. And like you said, actually feel like she's earned like 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 she's more solidified in the title as opposed to, you know, just sort of taking it at face value. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they kind of hint at that with like her credit scene where they show her in Valhalla where she meets up with um, Idris Elba's character. I forget his name. Uh, Humdale. Humdale, yeah. Um, I, I like. I, I feel like that can't really be like a one and done Andres, thing. You look so proud of yourself. What? Look. <laughs> what? I'm glad. He, I'm glad. I was I was banking on Andres. Like, took a beat. I was banking was on like, Andres for that one, but like that was a really yeah, nice scene to one. like see them both together and like in that place. I feel like that's not the last time we're going to see that, hopefully. Um, but speaking well, of credit scenes, yeah. you know, you got to talk about the big one, which happens in uh, the mid-credits where we're reunited with Zeus, who's recovering somehow from, from taking a freaking lightning from bolt to his heart or his body? just yeah. whatever. Greek gods. All right. Um, but uh, you see that he is sending his son Hercules to kind of like get payback. And his son Hercules is played by none other than Roy Kent himself, Brett Goldstein. He's there. He's there. My theater theater erupted when they saw him. So like, I don't know. Was it the same for you guys? And like, do you think he's a cool choice? I think he's pitch perfect. I think he's perfect. Sadly, no, not to, not to that part, but sadly, no, I know when in my theater. Oh, really? Who he was or clapped or anything. I was very upset. I was like, oh shit. It's what's his face. That's so excited. Yeah. Some, some, some people, some, some people, my theory, you could literally hear him go, He's there! He's there! He's every <laughs> fucking way! Roy Kent! I was like, oh my god, it's Roy Kent. That's amazing. Yep. But like honestly, just what what a what what an awesome debut for that character where you're just like, yeah, alright, I buy that's that's Hercules. Okay, up oh, Thor's really gonna he's really gonna have his work cut out for him. So yeah, I thought it was a great reveal too. And I think it, it doesn't necessarily like right off the bat, um, if you were to tell me that that, ki- that, that actor was gonna be playing Hercules, I would have been like all right, maybe, but let's see. But then when you see the full reveal in him in costume, you're like, I buy that. All right, yeah, that, that, that's someone who, who Chris Hemsworth could theoretically be afraid of at a future film. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. But uh, did you guys have any like other issues with the movie or maybe things that you forgot to talk about that you really loved? Anything spring into your mind? 
<sighs> no issues, but you know, one thing I do want to note is that typically, and especially more so recently, when movies tend to throw in the cancer card, it's not something that I particularly enjoy because I feel like it's kind of a cop out of just like, oh, here's a twist with, you know, someone has cancer. Um, and I feel like they handled this one so delicately mm. that it it didn't bother me. And I liked how they handled it. And I like that it, it kind of ran with the theme of, you know, you should really enjoy the your loved ones in the time that you have instead of worrying about the future. Or, you know, if you don't have a lot of time, enjoy that time that you do have. And it came up several times throughout where you know, she made the decision of, no, I'm going to go save these people because I want to do something valuable with my time instead of, you know, just kind of waiting around and seeing if I, you know, beat cancer. And then also, you know, at the very end where Thor is like, no, why am I going to sit here and trying to convince you not to do this? You have the information that you need. I'm going to go spend time with her instead of, you know, dealing with you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so I, I really do like that theme throughout the throughout the movie, and I, th- I think they handled it well. So that was one thing I did really like. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely agree. Or not one thing. Yeah. I like to look at that. But that one thing that, That's the one thing that really stood yeah. out about it. <laughs> yeah, and you, I mean, in terms of the way they handled the Jane story as well, too, in terms of that being a big character motivation going forward, I thought it was actually handled even better than it was in the comics for to a certain extent. I mean, in in the comic, it sort of felt like it sort of felt like, oh, the hammer just came to her. Whereas in this, I love the fact that she actually goes over to um to a new Asgard and she sees the pieces right there. And right before you see anything, you see the hammer pieces just start floating up towards her. And I thought that was really cool. And also, I mean, for some of us that haven't read the comics as well, she does die in the comics and then she actually does come back later because of the fact that she reaches um she reaches uh, Valhalla but then because of the fact that she's that 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 Valhalla sees her as the god of thunder and lightning Thor it's kind of a hilarious thing not a hilarious thing but it's kind of a cool thing where all of a sudden when she's right at the gates they send her right back cuz they're like what you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to be back on earth protecting it so i i have a feeling that that's going to be the way that we're going to see Jane come back in a Thor 4, essentially. But that is the other question I wanted to ask you guys is, would you be opposed to be see, to see a, thir- uh, a third Thor film from Taika Waititi? Because technically, the trilogy is already done, but we never had this case in any other film franchise, really, where we've had a director take over at the third film, redirect it, and then people are just like, oh, we love what he's doing. So... Could you see a fourth, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, a fifth Thor film, third from Taika Waititi, uh, happening anytime soon? Hmm. I'd be fine with it. I mean, I'm on both sides. Uh, Like, on one hand, like, I really do like the vibe that he brings to Thor, and I think that he's made him a way more compelling, interesting character in these two movies, and I think that you could really see a more energized and revitalized Chris Hemsworth, who looks like he's really enjoying playing the part, as opposed to especially that second film, where it just feels like he really loves playing this character, and you can tell he loves the material he's getting to work with, and I do love how colorful these Thor movies that he's directed have been, and how much fun they've been, and how he's able to bring that heart and gravitas when he needs to i mean i feel like when he leans too much into his comedic sensibilities that's kind of his downfall um but 
I mean, if a new director came on, like an exciting director, like I would still be excited just because it's like a new flavor that you're adding to the Thor franchise. And I'm sure they don't want to kind of take away from what happened before and they want to maintain that. But a part of me kind of wants to see like a Taika Waititi trilogy. You know, like of just give yeah. give us like one give us one more Thor movie, um, and end it the way you want to end it. Um, so I, I mean, I'd prefer YTD to come back. I know a lot of people don't want him to come back, but I I would I would want to see him complete it. That's you know that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> just <that. laughs> simple enough. <laughs> like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like oh I'm not gonna go see it if you know Taika Waititi isn't directing it. But you know I I think it, I think he's done. A, a, Good job. So might as well have him come back and you know finish it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and do I don't know why I, it keeps popping into my mind. It's like, like in the opening of the movie where like he wins that battle, but he like destroys that huge like monument <laughs> that he's supposed to be uh, protecting. And then like at the end, like where he's getting like his like, when he's given the goats or whatever, and the guy and he's like, "I'm so sorry about your palate." And he's like, "I don't want to talk about it. It's just gonna make me mad. It's just gonna make me mad." <laughs> I'm sad. It's like, I just going to make you sad. I was like, I don't know. I love that. <laughs> which, which that character or that actor's uh, execution of that, of that role where he's like, ah, uh, you're yeah. destroying the entire palace. I just, I just love how it he's like, so uh, like, like how, how he just goes from being in awe to being like, oh God, ah, uh, you know what? Yeah. I would have rather, I would have rather that he gotten taken over and us overturning the, the freaking or having the guardians. Uh, grab the tower again but you know it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is indeed and you know speaking of gods you know something I wanted to talk about with you guys because it's interesting we've had a lot of movies that have depicted gods or involved gods of some sort um, to you know varying degrees of success and entertainment value so I'm just curious you know what is your favorite movie that involves gods or depicts you know gods Um, like what's the first one that springs to to your mind let's I guess we'll start with Andres on this one What, what would be your pick my pick would be probably one of my favorite uh, swashbuckling films just ever. It's uh, the 1981 Clash of the Titans is my favorite because it has everything. It has, it has Zeus. It has Medusa. It has, you know, Pegasus. It has, you know, Perseus in this long, long journey going through. And I love Greek mythology in itself. So, like, you know, even also with uh, with. Um, with Zeus appearing in Thor Love and Thunder as well, you know, I, I, I can't help but always just get a little, like, just always get a little excited anytime I see Thor or anytime I, sorry, anytime I see Zeus or anytime I see uh, Poseidon and all those iconic gods all coming together mm-hmm. because it almost feels like in an odd way, like a video game, if that makes any sense. You gotta deal with the Thunder God. You gotta deal with the Water God. You gotta deal with uh, the, right. the freaking being that can turn you into stone. So, like, you know, I absolutely love the 1981 uh, Clash of the Titans. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting choice. Love it. How about you, Nancy? Well, I got to thank Andres and Khan for the assist here because I was having <laughs> difficulties thinking of a movie. I don't know why I did not think of this movie. I was thinking of the live action, but the animated Hercules is definitely my favorite. <laughs> From zero to um, hero. <laughs> funny enough, Yes, from zero to hero. Uh, funny enough, when the movie came out, I think I was in sixth grade, uh, which was when we were actually learning about Greek mythology and Thebes and like everything going on. So I got a lot of the references when I was watching the movie, which I think was really cool because, you know, I feel like if, you, if you're if you younger than that, you're not going to get a lot of the uh, the references that they make in the movie about 
things that happened during that time. So for me, it made it extra special. And I don't know why, but for some reason, in that movie, my favorite line is when the, um, the oh gosh, not oracles, but they're the three witch ladies and they share the eyeball oh. when they're about to like cut Hercules' lifeline. And she's like, what's the matter with these scissors? And she like, can't cut it. I love it. That's my favorite. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> I don't the, know why. The sisters of fate. stands yeah. out to me. Yeah. yeah, the sisters of fate. I yeah, mean, that was a really cool. Movie. I mean, that that was. I mean, same thing with you. I had, I kind of started studying up on Greek mythology as well, so that the moment when I saw the film, I actually didn't see it in theaters when it came out. I saw it on VHS later on, but like the whole the whole aspect of um, then using the scissors, I was like, oh, I know where that's from. That's cool. All right, all right, all right. We're really delving into this. So, yeah, no, absolutely. That that's yeah. a great film. Oh, and what's his face as um. Uh, Hades or James Woods, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Oh my gosh, he did. uh, Also, okay. So on the Disney Channel, I would watch. um, They would do these things where any Disney movie coming out, they would kind of do uh, like talk to the actors and give background stories or whatever. And he was saying that everyone that came in and auditioned was doing it in a very like scary, kind of intimidating way, and he didn't know why. He's like, I'm just gonna go in and like do it more comedic Mm -hmm. and like weird you know and he's like that's immediately what got me the part and i love that he does that with that character it's so funny i think it's perfect for that oh absolutely love it yeah and i mean and fun fact um james woods wasn't even the first person to get that role they had done a recording of hercules with um john lifgow as uh hades himself and then they decided to recast it because they're like something just really isn't fitting with that like it was very lord farquaad more than anything else but for some reason james woods just very seems like a very like he knows everything about everything and he's one step ahead of you which is exactly what you need for hades Mm -hmm. and i just love the sassiness of him where he's just like my favorite scene in the hercules is when uh he's just like you we're trying to kill him you are wearing his merchandise it's so hilarious i just love his delivery of that (laughs) or he freaks out and he gets like uh, his flames turn different colors. Oh, I and love yes. like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> love that scene too. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, because there's there's a lot of like silly movies about like gods or you know uh, not a lot of movies that I guess like take them as seriously maybe as you want. But the one that like I'll give it kudos for like really trying to like take it seriously and have fun and like you know I turn my brain off and I just enjoy it because I just think it's cool to see that Greek mythology on the big screen is like. I enjoyed the newer Clash of the Titans. I think it's a fun movie. Like, I mean, you you can have a blast with the action sequences. I think casting Liam Neeson as Zeus and Ray Fiennes as Hades is a stroke Oof. of fucking genius. And their scenes together are like easily the highlight in the movie. Just seeing all those gods interact, seeing the Kraken, you know, release the Kraken. I remember that was like a cultural phenomenon yeah. when that movie came out. <laughs> And it was just like, it was just cool to see Greek mythology as like this big blockbuster action movie. I was like, this is kind of what I always thought it could be. Um, and even Wrath of the Titans isn't that bad. I actually thought that one was actually slightly better. They're, they're, neither of them are like particularly great, but in terms of like, you know, Greek mythology, I think they're fun and they kind of like gave me the vibe I wanted. I mean, I would have probably gone with the animated Hercules, but I didn't want to just kind of 
you know, uh, be a broken record here. But, you know, I, I, that, that's a movie that I feel like kind of utilizes the Greek mythology well and like gets a lot of great entertainment value out of it. And like I said, I could watch Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes bicker with one another as gods all day long. And <laughs> I have a blast with it. <laughs> also, another Voldemort uh, impersonation as well, because like it's funny, like Ray Fiennes, he looks nothing like Voldemort in uh, in mm-hmm. as Hades and Clash and Wrath. And yet he does the same voice where he's like, Oh, oh, brother, brother. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yep. It's the same exact same exact pitch. There we go. <laughs> yep. Just with the beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. The biggest Santa Claus beard on the planet. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. But um, I think all these are some solid choice. I kind of like I'm, I'm hoping that they make more like kind of more like uh like blockbuster e kind of uh greek mythology i feel like there's so much potential to like make like a really cool greek mythology movie and they've made some but i feel like they don't really use utilize that mythology as much as like i feel like it should i feel like there's so much potential there for like great movies uh, and i feel like we still haven't quite gotten like the one where i'm like this is pitch perfect even uh one that came closer i think do you remember immortals back in the day yeah. with like henry yeah, cavill saw- yeah I thought that one was kind of like trying to be like a I. kind of like trying to be like a, like a 50 cent version of 300 <laughs> where, <laughs> where like they were trying to do some like really interesting artistic stuff. And I was like, you're just trying to be 300. <laughs> like, it's fine. But like it, it was it was kind of cool in the way it was shot. I'm like, this is different. This is kind of cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, any, anything involving Greek mythology, I'm a sucker for. So, I mean, I think I, all these are, are really fun choices. <laughs> I, I would just say, guys, I mean, we still have the God of War TV series from Amazon to look forward to. So, oh, I don't know if we yeah, could get is. something with that. <laughs> we could. That that we could. Um, but we're, we're always curious here what you think of any of these things that we've talked about. You know, like what would be your pick for, you know, favorite movie involving gods? What did you think of Thor, Love and Thunder? What did you think of the trailers for Clerks 3 and Hocus Pocus 2? Let us know in the comments section below. We love reading those comments. We love responding to those comments when we can. So let us know what you thought of any of these topics in the comments section below. We love hearing your feedback and talking to you, the fans of this show. And make sure you tune back into our show in a couple weeks when we have a brand new episode. And before we depart, of course, we got to plug the social medias. So, Nancy, where can the people find you on the interwebs? Let them know. Find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And we are finally, finally. going to do our Tropic Thunder quiz tomorrow, which will be, I don't know how that coincides with the actual show when we drop it, but <laughs> it will, <laughs> we be will be on it. On video, we will be on that. Video Chronic Quiz. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Andres, let it whirl. Let it go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on a video retrospective that I did with my buddy Steve Cravens and special guest Jen Kemp as well, too, where we did a retrospective on Jaws that has been getting tons and tons and tons of really great responses so far so thank you everybody who's checked that out but if you want to check out our retrospective of jaws it is up on the high voltage media channel on youtube and it is a pretty 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 great watch i think just three nerds talking about our love for jaws so yeah there you go nice i'll wait till i actually see yeah you still need to see jaws oh my goodness listen i've seen all the important parts i know what happened i've seen all the important parts why don't you just go walk into the Listen, ocean? <laughs> I'm not. No, because then Jaws will to get my me. Wee oh Spanish my. ladies. Oh my <laughs> God. Listen, I'm not denying that I. I'm not saying I won't you watch Jaws. Watch I'm just Jaws. saying there's 
there's no rush, you know. But maybe now there is, since that way I can go watch. The, the, the rush happened on July fourth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, we want to no, continue well, being friends with you, but you're making it hard. So making it so. Well, there's hard. a time yeah. to this friendship. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, the clock's ticking. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you if you want to follow me as well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash, Facebook at Chattelbash Reviews, and I'm on YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews as well. And of course, I'm here on the Film on Top, Film on Top. There it is, Film, film on, on Top, top podcast, <laughs> film, film, film on Top, top. <laughs> <laughs> the Film on Top podcast. Uh, and definitely tune in in a couple weeks when we're going to have a brand new episode. I think we'll be talking about Nope then, which I'm very excited about because I think that's hitting. Yeah, I think that's hitting the the week that we're recording our next episode so that should be fun mm. so tune into our next episode of film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out we will see you next time bye cheers Mac, mic slap <laughs> <laughs>